Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is about coherence. When you understand this subject, as Joshua is going to explain today, you realize that while we live in this illusion of separation, we are not separate. And coherence is something that you can do to understand that all parts of yourself are connected. I won't talk about it any further, but it's really interesting how Joshua explains it. This coherence idea is a big part of the quantum life theory. That quantum life theory is a science-based way to explain this information, and it has all these different pillars. One of the subjects is uh, a way to, to increase your life force energy, to create the life you truly want, which is called the ecstatic life, to transcend the self. Coherence is a big part of that, and you'll understand this when you hear what Joshua has to say. Chrissy and I channeled a new course called Foundations. It's a 14-day course that you take on your own. We're going through the first test group right now. So there's about 100 people all over the world taking this course together. And when we get through with it, we'll go back and clean up any things that need to be cleaned up, like typos and stuff like that. But we're going to be offering this to everyone. It is a beginning step in any course you want to take. We need to get everyone's perspective up. And this one helps to get everyone's perspective to a certain level so that they can understand things. When you understand this idea of perspective, that... This is really the only thing that we're working on here. You can't really learn anything from a limited perspective. But as you raise your perspective, and there's certain steps to doing that, you understand things more clearly and more clearly, and you move out of the fear. You move out of those lower densities into higher densities where there's less fear, there's more clarity, you get better quality thoughts and all that stuff. We'll be offering this in a couple of weeks to any of you who'd like to try it. It's very inexpensive. There'll be a little discount as well. And it'll be the prerequisite before you go on to any other courses or even do a medium session with Christy. Christy has realized that those people who come from the Joshua community get so much more out of it than people who come from other places where they're not you know, really understanding what perspective is or who they are when they're deep in the illusion. It's very hard for them to see what their spirit guides and transition loved ones are saying. So this course was collaborated with Joshua and the White Light to start everyone off at a much higher perspective to begin with. And we'll tell you more about that as we go along. All right, let's get ready for today's show. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. We'd like to talk to you today about a subject that you might know with the term coherence. Coherence from our perspective, is the unification of all aspects of you that are fractionalized or not really working together. And to understand this better, you might think of coherence is the resonance with all aspects of you, all aspects of your reality, all aspects of you as source, all other people, all other parts of your body, mind, spirit, acting together in unison as one with a singular purpose, and that singular purpose would be to be the being that you truly are while living in this physical reality. And of course, the thing that is out of coherence is your idea of who you truly are. Well, let's imagine that you planned this life prior to being born into this incarnation that is you, and you did so from a fully expanded version of you that exists in the non-physical, and you had all the information and knew exactly what you wanted to experience in this reality this time around. You wanted to expand, enjoy. You wanted to discover new aspects of this reality at this time and place. You wanted to unify it all into a level of coherence. And you do this through an understanding that the purpose of this reality and the whole basis of it is 
a way to shift your perspective upwards and upwards and upwards. And in doing so, you become more coherent. In this coherence, you will understand your true, unique gifts, your power, your reason for being, your soul's purpose, why you're here. You'll get all the information and expansion that you need. You'll fill in limiting beliefs that you adopted in childhood and along the way. And you will come from a misperception of everything to more of the truth of everything, expanding fully, completely in this one lifetime. And of course, this is never achieved, but this is certainly something to think about. And so if you could imagine being born, you have no perspective, no idea, no way of perceiving anything. And this is why you don't remember much from your early childhood. You have not formed in your reality. You do not know what anything is. Everything exists to you as a feeling. And soon enough, you learn quickly and you understand what things are and you understand communication and you understand who your parents are and what those objects are. And as soon as you do, you believe, because this is a feeling reality born out of a sense of separation, that everything is separate from you. So at this point, early in your youth, you are beginning to learn that everything outside of you is not you. And suddenly you find yourself in a state of incoherence. Everything is separate. And this is the interesting thing about this physical reality. This is the unique thing about it. No other reality has this feature. You forget who you are, and you believe yourself to be separated from every single thing in this physical reality. So you exist at a state of absolute separation from that which is the truth. You feel yourself separate from source, separate from your parents, separate from your siblings, separate from your friends, separate from the table and the chair and the house and the car and the tree and the pets and everything in this reality. In your physical body, you have two hemispheres of your brain. These hemispheres are somehow working separately and they are not quite together. You believe that all your thoughts are created as a product of a machine called your brain. You think the thoughts are manufactured in your brain. And in this state of incoherence, you're not understanding the truth that thoughts are attracted. You're not understanding the truth of your connection with your inner self, with source itself, with your guidance supporters, with the mass consciousness of the planet, and with everything else that exists in this reality. You think things are static, like trees that are not moving much. You think that you can affect what you want by effort and struggle and being good and being who people think you should be. You have desires. You believe those desires are outside of you and separate from you. And so you do whatever you can do to get those things to you. And so essentially, you're perceiving the reality as the separation of everything that is, and you're trying to bring it all together manually through a lot of work. But of course, that can never happen. Then you are moved along on a trajectory where you come to a state where, for some reason, you surrender and you allow yourself to be guided through inspiration. You don't really know this is happening at the time. And you find information that leads you step-by-step step to where you are at this point in time. And where you are is you're either on this call listening to this live or you're listening to this conversation at a later date. 
But essentially what you're doing is you're moving from a state of incoherence to a state of coherence. A state of coherence would be both sides of your brain are working together. Your brain and your heart are working together. You see yourself as an aspect of source. You see yourself as the source creator of your reality. You see yourself as one with everything in your reality, one with all people. You see all people as aspects of you. And you realize that you're not separate at all. You're not separate from the consciousness of the planet. And you understand thoughts that you receive when you are in anger or in some out-of-aligned state of being are received based in the feeling that you have or based in the idea you have about yourself. And maybe you'll do some work. Maybe you'll read a book. Maybe you'll watch a podcast. Maybe you'll listen to something interesting from some speaker. Maybe you'll take a course. Maybe you'll dive into it. Maybe you will identify the fact that in this environment where you perceive separation, you understand that's the illusion. And so you seek to resonate with something higher than who you think you are. You might say that your identity is causing you to perceive yourself as less than who you truly are. And therefore, you realize that aspects of that identity are not true. And you process limiting beliefs and you go through this movement towards more coherence or more connection. And when you do this, you get out of a dense, dark state of physical reality and into a lighter state where you are more receptive to new ideas and new thoughts, new inspiration new powers, new empathic abilities, new understandings, new awareness, new insights, new ideas. All these things are starting to come in line and come together for you as you go step by step. But what's holding you back from all this? Why aren't you zooming in and connecting and connecting and connecting? Well, there's this fear that's present in this reality. And the fear states that you should not connect. You should not find out who you are. You should not discover things. You should not try things. You should not act on your inspiration. You should protect yourself from the bad things that could happen to you. You should protect yourself from things coming into your reality that you may not prefer. You should protect yourself from all these things. And why? Because the thing that you're really trying to protect is this identity. Now, this identity is formed essentially to protect yourself from experiences that you had in your youth, in earlier stages. Protect yourself from feeling the way you felt so intensely when something happened that made you think you're wrong or bad or unworthy or not good enough, not capable, not perfect in some way. But somehow you found your way here. And the primary thing that we are telling you is that as soon as you raise your perspective, you will see yourself as who you truly are. And essentially, if you could get yourself to that level where you really understood what's going on here and who you were, if you did all the work, if you allowed yourself to go with all the inspiration that you're receiving all the time, you would transform into a fully coherent being, understanding that you are one with source and cannot be separated from source. This is an interesting idea because on the one hand, it makes perfect sense to you. How could you possibly be separate from source? On the other hand, you have that little voice that says, who am I to believe I could possibly be connected to source? Who am I to believe I could possibly be worthy or good or acceptable or capable or have this or have that or have this person in my life or introduce myself to that person or have the life that I truly want? Who am I to do this? And what is that voice for? Why is it there? Why is it in your way? 
Well, there's an aspect of fear. There's an aspect of separation. There's an aspect of high emotional sensitivity. There's a momentum to your life. There's all these beliefs that you think keep you safe. There's the desire to always play it small so that you don't get into any situation that could bring rise to negative emotion. There's a tug of war going here, an elastic band. On one side, you have your truth that's calling you, and the other side, you have the illusion that's presenting itself everywhere you look. And that illusion is here to see who you could become. Without the illusion, without forgetting who you are, well, you would just be who you are. You would just be the fullest, most expanded version of you that exists in the non-physical in this physical reality. To do that, however, in any other reality, you'd have to be part of a collective consciousness. There'd be no individuality in that at all. And so you would say from that perspective that this entire collective is source, and I'm just part of the collective. But here in this reality, you're going to have to come to a point where you stand up for yourself and you say that I am source in my reality and everyone else's source in their reality. And they are fractals of me and I am a fractal of them. And together in a coherent way, we create, we are part of a collective experience, but doing on an individual basis. So without the benefit, without the support of this awareness of a mass consciousness and a oneness idea. Without that, who could you become? Who could you become? Well, this is an experiment. See, to discover who you could become as an aspect of source, you'd have to first forget who you are and then have this illusion that you are separate. And then go along a journey reconnecting to a harmonious perception of this truth without never really knowing it. That implies some faith in this, some understanding beyond what's given to you through the society that you're born. In fact, you are told the opposite of everything. You are told you're imperfect. You're told you're an individual. You're told you're not worthy or not good or not enough, whatever it is. And so this presents an interesting challenge, but with this, comes things that are not possible elsewhere, comes the unimaginable, comes the revelation, comes the experience of actually becoming. In a collective consciousness, that collective consciousness could become something altogether. But that's slow and not nearly as interesting or as exciting as this adventure. What could you become, not as you, the identity that you've Form somehow, but how do you let go of that identity to see yourself as source and then become something from that perspective? Well, that's the wonderful thing. That's the interesting thing. This is why you've come. And this should tell you something about who you truly are in the non-physical. To come to this environment is to be the maverick, is to be the intrepid explorer, is to be the daredevil, is to be the one who doesn't really care about the fear understands the fear going in, understands all the ramifications of this environment of forgetting, but says, I'm going to do it anyway, because here is a unique opportunity for expansion, one that is not available anywhere else. The value of the expansion in this reality, well, 
it could be something beyond anything that's ever been experienced before, something brand new. What is it, do you say? You can't really know, can you? You don't have all the information here. You don't know how the system actually works. What you're going for in this dissonance with who you are and this illusion of separation is you're going for something that's been discovered by someone else because part of this illusion of separation is there's always someone who knows more than you. But the truth is everything that you need to know for you is within you. And so how would you get that information? How would you uncover that? Well, you'd have to realize somehow, some way that there is information for you that no one else has. And so there's no value in going outside of yourself or trusting in an expert or believing that some form of education that's created by others could be of any benefit to you. You'd have to go within. And how do you go within? The first thing you do is you stop, you quiet your mind, you meditate, and you enter a place that we call the void, a place of no identity, because the identity that you believe is you is not you. It's just the thing that's causing you to go on this journey. The thing that is the opposite of who you are is your identity. So we suggest look at your limiting beliefs, discover through manifestation events what those beliefs could be, and then process those. And every time you process those, you'll shift your perspective higher and you'll have access to more information. And generally, a lot of that information is more unseen limiting beliefs. And so you do this for a while and you get rather good at it. And then you come to a point and you say, well, there is nothing happening to me. It's all a feeling that I get of victimization because I perceive that something outside of me is making me feel something. Now I realize that's not true. I realize that all the manifestation events I've ever had were giving me the opportunity to find something about this identity that was not true. I doubled down and protected myself more from these events, but that was not necessary. That was part of the illusion. Now I understand fully that manifestation events show me or illuminate a limiting belief that I can prove is false. And through this process, you raise your perspective, not as that identity, but as this aspect of you that is source or connected to source or connected to all that is. You start to understand concepts in a new way. You start to utilize these teachings within the very fabric of your life. You may even start teaching these to others in your own way. You start to feel something different. And in that new feeling, you attract something different in your life transforms itself before your eyes. You become more malleable in your beliefs and your identity. And you let go of the need to hold on to anything and realize that in the holding on to anything is just a form of resistance and control. And you know that control is based in fear. And therefore, anything you're trying to control in any way is never going to work out the way you think it is. It's not going to be of any value to you. So you let go of control and you let go of control and you catch yourself when you're being that old version of you. You catch yourself when you're getting upset or you catch yourself when something transpires that causes any bit of angst in any way. You start looking at your past differently and you start bringing your past into coherence with your present because you understand that you could not be here without the exact past that you have and that how you perceive that past was always done from a limited perspective, but now that your perspective has shifted higher, you can rethink everything you thought was a bad decision or a mistake in some way. You can look at every event in your past and you can realize that that thing you thought happened to you actually happened for you. And so now you 
modulate that. You bring that into coherence. But what about your future? Your future is still full of anxiety and worry. Well, now you think if everything in my past worked out perfectly to bring me here, then everything in my future has to work as well. So you start to bring that into coherence. You start to think about where you're making choices, actions, and decisions, and you realize it's not from your intellect, it's not from your experience, it's not from anything other than the perspective that you exist in in the moment, that density. And so now instead of worrying about being smarter or learning things, you just think about shifting your perspective upwards and upwards and upwards and realize as you do that, you will move into densities that are lighter, and then you have access to higher quality choices, thoughts, actions, information, insights, all these things that help you move further in perspective. And so now you come into coherence with the fabric of physical reality itself and that density situation. Then you realize that all the inspiration you've ever received did one and only one thing. It put you in experiences that gave you the opportunity to see yourself from a higher perspective. And so now you look at inspiration in a new way. You say, well, sure, there's always going to be fear that pops up whenever I'm inspired to do anything, but that fear is coming from an area that is not true, my identity. And so you let that identity be malleable, and you start to think of everything from a higher perspective. What would be in this experience that's for me? How are all these people gathering together to serve me in some way so I can identify who I truly am and let go of who I think I am? You see, that perspective is incredibly high. When you get there, you realize that everyone that you know has lived their life in a way to serve you, to be a reflection of you, of who you're being. And so now you thank them and you appreciate them rather than scorn them or judge them. And then you realize, well, hold, judgment. Where does judgment come in? Oh, it's trying to keep myself safe again. It's trying to prove that I'm better or they're wrong or I'm right or whatever it is. And that's not who I am. There's no judgment where I am. In truth of I am, the truth of I am is one of no judgment. The falsity is that identity is you must judge always. And so you release judgment and you think about how you express love. And so now in the thinking about how you express love to your reality, you bring the brain and the heart into coherence. So now the body and the mind and the spirit are all in coherence, working together, building on energy, taking the energy of your attention, the energy of your feeling, the energy of who you truly are, and creating it as one. Now, this is an interesting idea because it's not really practiced yet. It's not really understood in the way that we're speaking of right now. No one has gotten to this level yet where they could possibly understand it because no one is in this high perspective as the group of all of you and all of you listening in later date. You've all come to such a high perspective that you've asked more and asked more and asked more. And here we are telling you something in a new way where your power is generated and your power is generated when all of it comes online as one cohesive unit. What can be experienced as a cohesive, coherent unit. It is unimaginable. It is unknown. It has never been before. And why we try to explain to you the exciting aspects of that which is unknown, the unimaginable, since it's unimaginable, you have nowhere to go, nowhere to look, no goal to make, no way to pay for it, no idea to put it on a vision board, nothing to imagine or focus on in your mind. 
because it is unimaginable. And of all things in this reality, this unimaginable possibility can't be visualized, can't be imagined. You can't get there by trying. Of course, you can't get anywhere by trying because the vibration of trying is not the vibration of what you want. It's never been. So to focus your energy in a coherent way would be to see yourself as you truly are in an environment with the illusion of separation that's the basis of all fear. Are you willing to explore that cave for the first time? It's dark. You have no idea what's in there. There's no way to see it. And if you're in fear, you're not going to go in. Just like everyone else who've ever come up against the unknown and chose not to act. But those who chose to act, those grand explorers, they had exciting adventures. And they found out, essentially, sure, the way they were doing it may have been a little bit difficult. They may have encountered things that gave them a little bit of fear. But they found a way. And by finding the way, whether that's to a new country or to a new ideology, to a new invention, or into a new cave, they found a way to show others exactly how to do it. They, they bridged the fear so that others could follow in their footsteps, and then more exciting, unimaginable things could happen. And this is where you all are now. You're embarking on a new adventure, one that has not been explored before by humans at any time. By coming into coherence with who you are, by bringing everything together, by thinking of yourself in these higher, greater, more accurate terms, you're getting ready to experience that which is unknown to us, unknown to your fellow man, unknown to any part of the universe. And that's why you're here. That's what you came. And this is why you are bringing in this information. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Katie, would you like to start? Hi, I'm getting married tomorrow, <laughs> Joshua. <laughs> oh, I would love to hear your, you're talking about coherence and identity. And I love to hear more about how you feel about marriage and commitment and our identities and how to approach this kind of unearthly commitment through a space of loving neutrality. Excellent. Well, we would start with the term commitment. Was that term created in pure love or possibly was it created in fear? Was the idea that anything that would tie you to an agreement made in this moment and then connect that agreement to every future moment, was that something that is more based in the illusion of separation or based in the truth of who you are? So when you think about existing moment by moment by moment, and understanding that you're changing in every moment, and so is everyone else. You're never static. You're always on the move. And that you are growing in perspective higher and higher and higher. But from this moment, this moment where you are now, compared to all future moments, it's the most limited version of you. Of course, you have where you are now without all the experience and expansion of future moments. So to make any commitment, decision, or choice from a present moment where you stand as the most limited version of yourself, wouldn't make a lot of sense knowing that you will expand and become different in the future. However, if you find joy in this, it does not matter because it is another 
challenge or obstacle in your path, and you will have to think about yourself in a new way. Every time you think about yourself in a new way, you're expanding anyway. So now you're thinking about, okay, I've made a commitment for this relationship. What is my commitment? Now, many people would say my commitment is to be in a relationship with this person till the end of my days and the end of their days, whichever may come first. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But can that commitment be upheld? And if you were to look at your society, you would say, well, there's two groups that those groups who actually do stay married for the rest of their life and those groups who end the marriage and divorce break that commitment. Now, if you think that breaking the commitment is a bad thing, well, you're looking at it from a limited perspective. If you're understanding that being married for your entire life is a good thing, you're looking at that from a limited perspective. In fact, because of the absolute obviousness of the perspective that you have today, it's going to be limited compared to the perspective you have tomorrow because you expand through experiences from today to tomorrow. You can know that every perspective that you have where you are in this moment is by definition limited compared to perspectives you'll have in future moments due to the expansion of experience along the way. So you have its commitment and you have an idea. Is that commitment resonating or coherent with the truth of who you are? It depends on how you are thinking about the de definition of the term commitment. Since every term can be defined based in more of the truth of who you are, you can redefine any term. You find yourself in a state where you're making commitment and certain people will have a generalized idea of that definition of commitment, but that does not necessarily have to apply to you. Your perspective is much higher than those who are thinking along traditional lines of commitment in this subject of marriage. Your commitment can be this. I commit to seeing the perfection of you. If you hold that commitment, then everything else takes care of itself. Because if you commit to holding the perfection of the other person in this relationship, if you commit to that, if you commit to understanding that inherently they are perfect, inherently they are perfect within that relationship, if you commit to that idea, then what you will see is perfection. And if they come back to you with some honorary words or some behavior that you do not agree with, and you feel negative emotion, you look at them first and say, well, I have to first see them as perfect. And if I'm feeling negative emotion and they're the reflection showing me how I'm feeling about myself and they're perfect, then my assumption here that they're wrong or bad is inaccurate. And I can endeavor to find out what it is about me that's limiting me in a way from seeing the perfection, then you will find a limiting belief. Then you have something in your identity that you can work on. Then you can modify that identity. And if you get to a point anywhere along the way where you're saying, I accept the perfection of this person, I accept the conditions of this commitment we made, I accept that we are on a trajectory to discover more about ourselves fully. And as I wake up this morning, I also commit 
to understanding the truth of my experience in this reality and knowing that from a limited perspective, years ago when I made this commitment, I could not understand my trajectory at the time. And so there is no wrong in any of it. Go forward, enjoy, in happiness, but do not expect for this to fill in any empty areas. This condition that you believe is outside of you is you. It's here in your path to show you more of you. If you're trying to control this relationship by being inauthentic in any way, thinking that's what he wants or that's what they expect or that's what society expects, you will derail it. If you think you must maintain this relationship for the rest of your years, you will stifle your expansion, which is not possible. And if you find yourselves at some point in time where you say, you know what? I love you. You're perfect. Everything's great. Everything's wonderful. But I have some inspiration to go somewhere else. Know that that's perfect as well. It is not wrong or bad. There is no wrong or bad in any of it. The idea fostered by your society that it's better to be in a relationship for longer durations of time, for whatever reason, is based in fear. When you understand that, you do not have to abide by that system. You create your own system. Your own system can only be created in the understanding of the perfection of this person in your life at this time to show you something. If you evolve as a result of this and expand, that person might evolve with you or not. It is not up to you. You would not want to dictate how that transpires. You will understand first and foremost that you are inspired now. This is what you want now. This feels good now. And to create the most joy out of this, you will define it in your terms based on what you know is the truth of you. What okay. is the truth of Katie? I am an infinite and eternal being of pure positive love and acceptance. And so is my dad. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He sees that. Do you see that? Wonderful question. Who's next? (laughs) I'm feeling like, you know, like, like I need to receive love. You know, I've been, I guess, thinking on the negative interactions I've had and when I felt mistreated. And then whereas when somebody doesn't do that, I feel ignited, like I can give love, you know, like, uh, you know, like if you see a stray dog that's always tossed away and thrown rocks at, he can't give love. I'm feeling like if I'm in that mode, how can I give love? That's why I'm wrestling with the, you don't need love. You just need to be able to give love. Can you help me with that? Well, it's simply a misperception of your reality based on the illusion of separation. When you perceive that you are separate from everyone else, you will believe that in those occasions where they were nice to you, where they liked you, or you had fun with them, where they complimented you, where they gave you something, where they took care of you when you were sick, when they comforted you in some way, when they taught you something, when they paid you some attention, that they were giving you love. You felt good when these things were happening, and you associated your good feelings with their behaviors and actions. And then in those times where they were honorary or upset or mad at you or wanted you to be different than you are or making you wrong in any way, you felt negative emotion 
and you perceived that it was them who are the cause of your negative emotion. And you said, if you would just be nice, then I would always feel good. And so you created an identity, you created a way of being, you created beliefs about yourself that would hopefully get them to like, love, and respect you, get them to be nice to you, get them to do things for you, get them to comfort you, get them to hold you as valuable to them, and they would keep flowing love to you. Well, this was a basic flaw in your premise. They did not make you feel anything. You were not a victim to this reality. You're the creator of this reality. This reality cannot make you feel anything. You are only feeling from within. If you're perceiving your reality accurately, you will feel the love you want to feel. So anytime you're nice to someone, anytime you're kind, anytime you give someone your attention, anytime you help anyone, anytime you appreciate someone, it feels good. It feels good. Why? Because you're perceiving your reality accurately. You are in coherence with the reality that you're experiencing. It is more true and it feels good. When you say something bad is happening or someone is mistreating me or someone is mean to me or someone is telling me I should be different than I am or making me wrong in any way, when you perceive your reality inaccurately, then you will feel negative emotion. Now, that negative emotion is coming from your inner self as well in the form of guidance. This is the basic setup of this reality. This is how you can understand if you're perceiving your reality accurately or inaccurately. But most humans on the planet, all of you at some point, perceived reality inaccurately. And because you have high emotional sensitivity, it caused you pain, pain so much that you adopted a defense mechanism in the form of limiting beliefs and an identity. The limiting beliefs were never true, nor is the identity. It just keeps you separate from them so that you don't feel the same kind of negative emotion. It's an interesting thing in this reality where it's simply the feelings, feeling you're not doing anything else. The only thing you're ever doing is feeling something. And you all chose to come here with a high degree of emotional sensitivity. Why? So you could feel more. Well, that's a little tricky if you're going to perceive yourself as a victim because you're going to feel bad for most of your life. But it also makes you want to figure this out. And so you will do things other people will not do to find information that allows you to shift or invert from the victim to the creator. The creator understands that nothing outside of them is separate from them, nor can anything outside of them make them feel anything. It's all generated from within. Therefore, they're going to carefully choose their beliefs, their identity, and their perception of reality to see it as more true. Not good or bad, not right or wrong, true or false. Every time you see a reality inaccurately, you're going to feel negative emotion every single time. Every time you perceive yourself as a victim, you're going to feel negative emotion every time. You could change the conditions, but that doesn't work. You can change other people. That doesn't work. You can only do one thing, change yourself from victim to creator. Change your perception of reality. Radically alter your approach to life from victim to creator. Now, in endeavoring to see perfection, what happens? 
Well, you see more truth, and so you feel better. But every time you see the tiniest little thing you perceive as the imperfection, wham, you feel it strongly because in this approach to life, you become even more sensitive. Well, sensitivity is a superpower. Emotional sensitivity is your superpower, and you want that to grow. Pretty soon, you cannot judge anything because in that lighter density that you've moved to, things happen quicker. So it's not just negative emotion you feel, it's events. It's stuff getting in your body. It's accidents. It's joints. It's all kinds of things are going on. You want to know at this level when you're interpreting your reality inaccurately and you want to shift that in its tracks. When you do, you express more love. You express more love. You see, it's impossible to feel unloved when you know you're the creator of your reality. You laugh. How would I ever think I was a victim to this? How would I ever think this person's being mean to me? How would I ever think I ever needed this person to validate me when I know that they can't possibly see who I am because they're in a different reality. They're in a different density. They're in a different mode of thinking. They are perceiving their reality inaccurately. They're feeling negative emotion and they're trying to control me by making me wrong or bad. But I don't accept that because I know that they're just a fractal of me. And if I feel bad, well, it's only way that's possible is because I have some aspect of my identity that's refusing to see me as the creator. And I can process that part. I can prove without a shadow of a doubt that any limiting belief is false because they're all false. Yeah. Your joy is in expressing love. What does that mean? Expressing love. Well, to sum it up, it would mean seeing perfection in yourself and everything else in everyone else. Seeing perfection, holding on unwaveringly to the notion that there is no imperfection in this reality. When you endeavor to see perfection, there's only one feeling. Only one feeling. Joy, love. That's all essentially the same thing. Anything above that emotional rise in line, curiosity, interest. But when you step back from that, when you let yourself slip a bit and you judge something as wrong or bad, oof, that is not going to be tolerated up here by you. You will not tolerate it. doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Now, you'll know exactly how you're proceeding by what's happening in your reality, how you're reacting to things. If, by and large, you're spreading joy, spreading love, feeling good, and appreciating everyone and everything in your reality, seeing the positive aspects, enjoying your life, you can know in those areas of your life that you are coherent. Everything is coming together. But you also want to know more than ever, which areas of your life are not working to the level of one who is creator of the reality. If it's not working, why is it? Because there's some aspect of your identity that's trying to protect yourself from some possibility of negative emotion. 
you do not want someone to say that you're wrong or bad or unworthy or embarrass you or hurt your feelings or be mean to you in any way. You're still in that area perceiving yourself as a victim while other areas you're perceiving yourself as a creator. Very common, but incoherent. This is why we say every area of your life needs to shift upwards in perspective and to become balanced. Otherwise, because they're entangled, they will affect each other. They will affect your overall perspective, and you do not want that. You want that overall perspective to be coherent with the idea of you as the source creator of your reality. When you do, your energy and power abilities, insights, and inspiration come online, and you will take action. The fear will dissipate. The illusion will fade, and you will feel more connected. But until you bring up the areas of your life that are dragging you down, that aren't working objectively, you're going to face manifestation events. And you're going to perceive yourself as a victim in those areas. And this is not going to feel good. Wonderful question. Thank you so much. Hello, Joshua. I have a question. So I think that when I, um, I guess, accept or allow and um, understand that everything is perfect and a homeless person on the street chose their path and having their own experience and uh, that I need to respect that and I don't know how they feel compared to what I'm feeling, but I'm still having difficulty the conversations with others who feel strongly, let's say, about the homelessness issue. And so when I try and, I guess, convey my view on things, I'm called privileged and, you know, and I don't really care that I'm called that, but I just want to have, I guess, an intellectual conversation with somebody or be able to express what I have to say. And I feel that I'm not like expressing myself fully in that sense. Excellent. Well, you're learning how to, you're endeavoring to, you're giving it a shot, you're yes. exposing yourself to their ridicule and their their disapproval of your belief system. And this is one of the stages of this spiritual growth and connection to a more coherent being that you are. So you have to clean up this part where you care about what people think and that you need them to approve of you or agree with you in any way. You see... If you personally did not think that homelessness was a bad thing, you would not be able to see any homeless people. They could not show up in your reality. They would not exist in that reality. If you want to understand how powerful you are, you'll have to realize that everything you think is wrong or bad is going to be reflected back to you. First, in this case, with the observation of the existence of what you term homeless and the ramifications of that. From your perspective, you would not want to experience that. From a higher perspective, you could say, they are me experiencing that for me. And in that, you would have some appreciation. Well, the same could be true of those in your reality who are coming forward and also agreeing that this homelessness thing is a problem that needs to be addressed. Well, of course, if you're in the vibration of a problem, you're not doing anything anyway. There's no possibility for someone who's complaining about the plight of others to help them from that vibration. It does not serve them at all. 
it only exacerbates the problem, especially when they come from this feeling of guilt where they should help. But now, is that feeling of guilt, is that a powerful, positive, truthful feeling? Or is it an accurate feeling, a feeling of victimhood? Of course it is. So the one who is living in homelessness, you have no idea from their perspective if this is an experience of pure freedom or an experience of disillusionment or an experience of addiction or experience of an identity that failed along the way. But the one who is talking about a problem that's affecting other people is lying to you and to themselves. They are worried about themselves and how they feel in response to this thing going outside them. They wish it was not happening. And if they had any power, they click their fingers and it would be out of their sight. Thank God that does not work this way in this reality. What works is only one thing, shifting your perspective upwards so that you can see the truth. What's a higher perspective idea? The truth is everyone in this reality comes for the expansive experience of it. And all experiences are equally expansive. Imagine a powerful being, an omnipotent being, an omnipresent being, one where there are no challenges, obstacles, or possibilities to misunderstand yourself, how could you grow? How could you expand? You come here, forget who you are. In the forgetting of who you are and the illusion of separation and the presence of fear and the idea that you're imperfect, you create some trajectory and an identity. Well, you set up this whole thing you know exactly how emotionally sensitive to be, how intelligent to be, what family to come into, where and when to be born. And you wanted to experience something. And so the, one of the best ways to experience a lack of power in this reality at this time is to be homeless. Now, in other times, thousands of years ago, you could be born into slavery or born into poverty beyond any recognition where you would spend your first week starving and essentially die. You see, in all the opulence of wealth, to be born in poverty or to be born wealthy and to drift into poverty, that has never been experienced before. When you were brought up essentially with the equal ability to navigate this Western society pretty easily to become anything you want to become and to not be able to do it with all the tools and support that have never been available in any other timeline or any other piece of history. There's no social services or care or support of any kind like there is today. And to not avail yourself to that, to see others easily having success and to not have success yourself, well, it's not affecting just the homeless. It's affecting all of you because now you can look around easily and see others who are seemingly thriving. But the thing you can't know about the homeless person is how are they feeling? 
thing you can't know about the billionaires, how are they feeling? The thing you can't know about anyone else is how are they feeling? But you can take a look at their life. For the homeless person, it's easy. The area of their life that is obviously not working is they don't have a home. They don't have a job. They don't have a career. They don't have a place in society. They are not conforming. Doesn't seem to be working for them. And this is the price they pay. Brings up fear. If I follow a similar path and do not conform to society, I may end up here as well. And then you're thinking the worst thing that could happen. You have an example of the worst thing that can happen. You might also think if I work hard and effort and struggle and, and do all the right things and make sure that I'm responsible, I could too be wealthy. And so you effort and struggle and you spend your whole life essentially the same as a whole homeless person, not being who you are and trying to get something that you think will appease that little voice inside of you. Then you all come to this information and you all understand that there might be a way to shift your perspective and see things more truthfully. And when you do, you'll notice that, well, the feeling is different now. Feeling is different now. Well, this is feeling reality. If I look at anyone and I say, oh, that's terrible. Oh, I feel bad for them. Doesn't feel good. But if I look at anyone from a higher perspective and understand they may be on a journey of self-discovery that I don't understand, and they have the right to do that, and even possibly they're doing it for me, and even possibly that this is a necessary balancing of the energies of the population, and that they have the same guidance available to them as I have to me. And if they would like to jump out of that situation, well, they will be guided by inspiration to everything they truly want. And to come from that, where there are many stories, many, many stories in your culture, to come from that level and go to another level, well, the thrill of that shift of perspective is what they came for. Sometimes they cannot make it. That's okay. It doesn't matter but they have the potential to make it. And that's what they came for. You had the same thing. Now, a lot of you, it's even harder because you have things in your life that you give value to. And you think, well, if I go on this authentic inspired path, I might lose what I have. They have nothing to lose. Much easier for them than it is for you. You have things to lose. So for you to actually shift your perspective and be different than those around you and suffer the consequences of their judgment and dismissive attitude, You'll have to be firm in what you believe, and you'll have to understand the feeling of it, and you'll have to do the work to let go of that identity, because it's only the identity that gets attacked, the identity that you're worried about. If you have the identity of source, the source that you are, one, nothing could come at you because you wouldn't be in that vibration. You could not judge anything because that would be impossible. You would only see perfection. And your reflection would be pure love. Does that mean that the planet changes? That everyone is happy and perfect now? Because as your fully coherent being, everything coming together with the power that is you, you change everything? Absolutely not. Because everything needs to be discovered and explored by those who are ready to do that. The fact that they're here is all you need to know. They couldn't be here 
if they were not fully prepared for the experience they're having. You couldn't be here if you weren't fully prepared. You're not better or worse because you're in a lighter, clearer density with a higher perspective. You did all the work necessary to be here because that is who you are. That's what you intended. That's why you're here. You're here because you have very strong intentions to be here. Their intentions are not like that. Their intentions are, I will come forth and I will have feelings and I will have experiences and I will expand from that. Primary intentions to expand and joy. But sometimes that's not paid so much attention to. One thing is for sure. Those who are living in despair and dismay and discouragement at the lower levels, generally speaking, do not come in with high emotional sensitivity. You put yourself in their shoes with your emotional sensitivity, just the thought of that hurts because you're so emotionally sensitive. If they're emotionally sensitive, they couldn't stand it and they would have to do something. Now, why wouldn't they come in with high emotional sensitivity to live that kind of life? Because that kind of life that they're living is actually what the expanded non-physical being uses to expand more. And so they are protected in many ways that you cannot see. How are you going to convince anyone of this? They would never understand you. Why? Because they're living a different kind of reality than you. They're here to experience a certain level of expansion. You all are to experience an expanded, exponential experience of shifting perspectives to higher densities to lead the way for all other consciousness to come into this reality as human beings. That's why you're here. Now, how are you ever convinced anyone of that? You're not even so sure yourself, but the proof is you're here. You're listening, you're understanding, you're thinking in a new way. That's all the proof you need. So play around with this idea of trying to change the common man's understanding, but know that your tribe here, they understand what you're going through. They understand your trajectory. They understand that you're doing this for them as well. They understand that you're adding love by thinking in a new way to the consciousness of the planet, and this is how you are serving. And they understand that there's inspiration coming to you that's sort of trapped in that identity that you have. And as you release your attachment to this identity, you'll get more inspiration and things will happen quicker. And that experience that you have as you take some action on that inspiration, that'll lead you to higher perspective, that's all. Pretty soon you'll understand who you truly are. And they'll never come to your mind again that you need to explain yourself to others or have them change their mind because you as one who understands yourself in a coherent way is more powerful than all the people that you think are amazing out there. You don't see it yet, but that's the thrill of this ride. That's shift in perspective. And this shift in perspective for you and all of you and you and listening at a later date, this shift in perspective has never been accomplished before. That's why it's so exciting. That's what's making the real changes. 
that's what's going to ensure the evolution of this wonderful species and the possibility for more and more and more and more to come here and to experience the unimaginable. Start thinking about that idea of unimaginable. Why would you be entitled by birthright to experience that which no human has ever experienced in this reality? That's the proof of who you are. And when you notice these things happening, you will know for sure that you have hit it, that you have made it, that you've come where you intended to come, that you have done everything you need to do. And that those who are not here yet, they were going to discover this by your example, but they're not here yet because they are not you or you or you or you. You are all on the leading edge of thought, the leading edge of the leading edge. You are at the tip of the spear thinking in a new way, despite what all they have to say. Who in history has done that and lived to tell about it? Now you have that chance. And that's who you are. And with that, we are complete. Thanks, Thank Joshua. you, Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Joshua. Thank you. All right. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. It was a fun one. There was a big line monologue there at the beginning. And these things are getting longer, don't you think? This one was like 25 minutes, but I thought it was really fascinating about the subject of coherence and bringing things together. I've realized that as I've brought my heart more open, it now has a more coherent relationship with my brain. And so I'm not always thinking to do things. I'm sort of getting to the state now where I'm leading with the heart. I'm getting used to it, and I can really understand when I'm leading with the heart, I can really feel that emotion. Uh, opening me up to more choices and decisions and take actions based in the heart rather than the head. Uh, and then coherence then is this idea that you're moving more towards the heart. You're ascending to the heart. Everyone used to think that the from the chakras, you would extend from the root to the crown. But as Chrissy has brought in, there's a spiral going on there. And actually, you are ascending to the heart. The heart is the, the destination there. Okay. If you would like more information about the foundations course that we're going to start in about two weeks, we've had the test group go through, we're getting feedback, we're understanding how powerful this is, and we're seeing people's perspectives shift. It's very interesting. It's 14 days. You do it on your own. Uh, of course, you get access to the Joshua Live calls, but there's no special coaching call or partners. It's uh, much more inexpensive than the other courses, and it will bring you to a much higher perspective where you're ready to go on to the next thing. You'll get inspiration. This is inspiration. So have the inspiration to at least send me an email and I'll send you all the information about it and the price and all that stuff. And then you can make up your mind from there. But if you haven't done any of the Joshua stuff yet, or if you haven't done this foundations course yet, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com and I'll send you all the information. All right. Have a wonderful day and we'll see you later. Bye.